Hi everyone and welcome to the Link Podcast with me, Elle. Today I am joined by YouTuber and podcaster Davide of the podcast Italiano. How are you, Davide? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very, I'm very well. How are you? Excellent. I'm great. Thank you. I'm doing well. Um, so you're joining us today from Italy. Whereabouts in Italy are you? I'm in Turin or Turin. I'm never quite sure how it's pronounced in English. It's a city in the northwestern part of Italy, not too far from France. And okay. uh, yeah, that's where I was born. And I'm still still living here. Excellent. And how is May in Turin? What's what in turn? Sorry. How is May? How is the how is it? Oh, right the, now the month of May. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a bit rainy, to be honest. Um, okay. And also, I mean, in term, if we're if we're talking about COVID, <laughs> oh, uh, I sure. think it's get, it's getting a little better because that's the main topic of topic of conversation these days. Yes, it's been mm-hmm. a little better. Uh, some restrictions have been lifted all over Italy, so yeah, that's you know that's a bit better. It's it's been it's been tough these last couple months here in Italy. The whole COVID mm. situation was pretty bad vaccination vaccine rollout was pretty slow now it seems we're you know we're getting a little bit better it, it's getting better we're seeing Good. the light at the end of the tunnel so yeah we're Excellent. more optimistic about the whole situation but yeah today it's raining so that's always you know a little sad <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> sounds like oh, that's may in vancouver too that's that could be any time <laughs> in vancouver where i am it's it's very rainy so <laughs> that's great to yeah. hear about uh covid because of course italy was uh in the news a lot and just just some really really sad yeah. yeah stories coming out of italy but that that's good to hear that things are things are looking up so podcast italiano uh, you've been running it since 2016 right yes yeah exactly oh, yeah congratulations Thank um you. what inspired you to start the podcast well, I was uh, I was into language learning. Um, I had been for a couple of years. So, and I have to say that Link played a big part in in my language learning process because it helped me a lot, especially with Russian. Um, so yeah, I was already into language learning, and I thought, why not create something that can be useful for people learning Italian? Uh, create some interesting, useful content in Italian that's not in, in English or any other kind of, um, you know, like, you know, oftentimes people will explain another language in English. And I don't like that. You know, I when I'm my my idea right from the start was to create content that's 100 percent in Italian. Uh, and, and that's hopefully interesting, which is the philosophy that you know, I think you you're trying to pursue with Link. You know, having mm-hmm. content that's that's interesting and that you can read and 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 listen to, and that's what I did, and that's what I've been trying to do for the past couple of years. I started out with the podcast, and then one year later, I opened the YouTube channel, mm. and I would say nowadays I'm more focused on the YouTube channel which is called Podcast Italiano because that's, you know, the, the podcast came first, came right. first. So the the name stuck uh, on the YouTube channel as well. But yeah, so I'm, 
I guess I'm, I'm probably more uh, focused on the on the YouTube channel now. But but yeah, I'm still making lots of content. Um, and yeah, hopefully people find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the channel's doing really well, so I think they are. <laughs> I was uh, looking around earlier and it's a real treasure trove. I'm not studying Italian, but for anyone who is, it's a real treasure trove of, uh, of advice, information. and uh, Yeah. One thing so- I wanted to say is that my channel is and my podcast is probably more for people who are at an intermediate level or even at an, an advanced level, I would say. It really depends on the type of video or podcast episode. But most of my content is not for beginners. And mm. my goal is okay. to create something that can help bridge the gap between beginner con- beginners con- beginner content and mm. uh, something that's for native speakers. So 100% authentic content. So I guess I guess that's my philosophy, and uh, I know Steve always talks about the need for that type of content, and uh, that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. What would you say uh, to someone who's just starting out in Italian? Then are there any resources that you think are great for beginners that then they can start with and then move on to your to your content? Good question. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure actually where, <laughs> what I would use if I were starting out with Italian. I know there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a book called L'Italiano Secondo il Metodo Natura, Italian by the Nature Method, which is pretty old, but I think it, it's pretty, it's pretty good because it's, you know, it's this idea of learning Italian with, you know, just by pure input, listening and reading a little bit like what you do with Link, which, of mm-hmm. course, is always is also a great place if you're looking yeah. for content with your stories. mini story. Yeah, mini <laughs> yeah. stories. And all. It's a little bit like that, actually. It's a little bit like okay. mini stories with audio. But it was done in the 60s, I think, and it's all okay. up on YouTube for free. Uh, nice. So that's something you could use. But I don't know, actually, where people start when they're when they want to start out with um learning italian um yeah i don't know there's a lot of youtube channels uh that are great for people who have an intermediate level Mm -hmm. but it really depends where you're coming from in terms of your languages which languages do you know because like if if you already know spanish you can understand most of my videos, actually, even if they're targeted at intermediate or advanced learners, you can understand most of it. At least that's what I hear from Spanish speakers. They they write in the comments, oh, I understand. I don't know why, but I can understand almost everything you're, you're talking about. If you're, I don't know, if you're an English speaker and maybe Italian is the first language you're learning, you should probably start with something that's a little bit simpler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll pop yeah, link is a is a great place for that. Actually, yeah, you know, that's my and sure. that's been my philosophy. Like, you know, focusing on input, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and that's why I don't like apps like Duolingo or you know, those kind of beginner apps that mm-hmm. you know are not very enticing. Um, so, so yeah, Excellent. beginner content. And what about um, you've? Of course, you get you get so much engagement on your channel and on, in comments and your podcast. What are some of the 
issues that kind of jump out at you that people are having with Italian? What are some of the common uh, difficulties? Uh-huh. So you're talking about the grammar mainly? Uh, sure. If that's something that jumps out, is, is that an issue that people, or is it like pronunciation that generally people yeah. ask you more about? Well, I wouldn't say pronunciation is too hard mm. compared to other European, you know, if, if we're talking about the, the main languages that people learn, at least here in the West. Mm. Um, I don't think Italian is that difficult when it comes to pronunci pronunciation. Um, yeah, so there's one thing that might be a little, that's, you know, that's peculiar here in Italy, which is we have, we have dialects. Uh, we have lots of dialects, but what we mean by dialects is is not what English speakers mean by dialects, because I think in English the way dialect is used is to refer to varieties of English. So, like you have you know varieties in the U.S. or in the U.K. or in Australia or in South Africa. In Italy, we have a lot of sister languages to it. So, languages that are that were born from Latin and that developed alongside Italian. So they're actually different languages, but we call them dialetti for historical reasons. And so people are often afraid that they will go to, I don't know, Sicily and people will speak Sicilian to them and they will not understand. I don't think it's that big of an issue uh, these days because everybody in Italy speaks Italian or standard Italian, if you will. But there's there are still a lot of people, especially in certain parts of Italy, who who speak il dialetto, and who will kind of code switch between or code mix between Italian and the the regional language or dialect. The terminology is always confusing because you know we don't mean the same thing with dialect. So, right. um, I so yeah, if you go to Sicily. People might speak in, in, in Italian, but use some regional words here and there. So that's something that people are, uh, you know, scared, scared of. But I wouldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure if people should be scared of that, really, because it really depends. And I know that, like, where, where I live, it's not that big of a deal at all, because the, the dialect is not used at all, almost. So maybe it might differ a little bit if you go to other parts of Italy. But yeah, that's something that comes up a lot. Something else that, something else that comes up a lot is, um, and I think you wanted to talk about this a little bit, so it might be a segue to a different question, is like sometimes people, or oftentimes people go to Italy and try to speak Italian with Italians and they will receive you know italians will speak english to them mm. um not always but it is a it is a common problem problem i think especially when i would say especially in very touristy places and tourist destinations that's that's common and also um, especially if you have a very strong accent and you come to Italy and you try to speak Italian and it's very it's very clear that you know you're from I don't know the US or the UK you know sometimes sometimes you might you might run a, run against that problem of Italians okay. 
answering in uh, replying in in English maybe because they want to practice English mm. so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so getting Italians to speak Italian with you and not English um, yeah the and then you know th there are grammar <laughs> grammar things that are hard and that are, that are peculiar Mm -hmm. um, that maybe other languages don't have. I don't know if you want to get in, get into that, but uh, it might be a little bit technical. Um, sure, maybe maybe what? Yeah, maybe just one. <laughs> so yeah, so th there are two. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, th there are two two particles which are okay. two words uh, that are quite tricky in Italian, which are ci and ne. To give you an example, if you want to say something like. Um, so if you want to say what do you think about this in Italian you're going, you're going to say uh, che which is what ne which is about this in one word and pensi which is think che ne pensi okay. so this ne particle alongside with ci is complicated because it's um, like a substitute for certain preposition. So in English, you might say, to what do you think about or of this? It's like if instead of saying um, about this, you would have another word that would mm, substitute about this. So because we can say about this as well, pensare, penso di questo, penso... Penso di questa cosa. Um, che cosa pensi di questo? What do you think about this? But you can also say che ne pensi. So it's like um, it's like a it's like a pronoun of it, of a preposition. So instead of a, the full preposition, you're using this weaker form, if you will. Didn't okay. do a very good job of explaining what it is. But you know, okay. uh, th that's something that. Um, you don't have in Spanish that you have in French actually. If you if you know French, by the way, I think you I think you're learning French, right? Or you mentioned so. Yeah, you have the same thing in French because you have on and e. Right. So okay. so so e is chi and on is ne. Okay. So that's the same thing that you have in French, which which is pretty tricky if you're learning French, too. Right. So, so again, yeah. it, it depends on what. Like you mentioned before, a language you're coming from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. To, yeah, what, what if you know French? If you know, if you know French, yeah. that's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Jean pense, Jean pense, uh, Jean pense. I think you would say in French, pensar oh, okay. to, to think of something. I'm not sure actually if that's how you would say it, but or j'y vais, j'y vais. So I'm going there. Ci vado, so that's that's a pretty pre pretty easy thing to like. It's it's a one to one right. correspondence. Excellent. To go back to what you said there about um, Italians responding in English, generally mm -hmm. speaking, is that then? And you you mentioned because maybe they want to um, practice their English. As how roughly how many people in Italy speak English? Is it the majority, I have actually no idea. I've actually never I think, been to Italy. Yeah, I think the majority speak English, but okay. not very well. No. <laughs> we we <laughs> well. speak it very, very badly in general, I would say. 
Okay. So, yeah, I would say actually what I said earlier, I think it really depends on where you go. Because like if you're going right. to Florence, Rome, you know, the most popular cities, of course, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people want to speak English there. You know, they're used mm -hmm. to, to hearing English all the time. If you're going to a smaller town, then you're probably going to have a much easier time finding people who don't know English at all or, or speak it very, very poorly. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, we're no Scandinavia in that regard. Like, our English is pretty bad in general. It's a little <laughs> bit like France. No offense to, to French people, but, like, we're, we're not good. We're not good with English. We're not good at, at speaking English in general. So, But still, if you go to places that are, you know, very common tourist destinations, you know, that, that might happen. But still, I would say that, that in general, Italians are surprised when foreigners learn Italian because we have this idea, this, maybe it's like an inferior, would you say, how would you say in English, inferiority, inferiority yeah. complex? Inferiority complex, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Huh. So like Italians will go... Oh, why are you learning Italian? You don't need to know Italian. It's like, you know, nobody speaks Italian. And then you have the, the, the opposite thing where people will think, you know, Italian is the best language. It's the most beautiful language. Like this super patriotic thing. Mm, Or even right. people will say Italian is the most difficult language in the world. It's incredibly difficult, which, of course, it's not. You know, it's a very kind of limited view of world languages. But yeah, but but yeah, but many people are a little bit um, dismissive of, of Italian. Right. And in terms of what you mentioned back then with dialect too, uh, the different dialects of like, like say Sicily, mm -hmm. is that something, are there, you know, TV shows that people could uh, watch to help them learn Italian that are just in the certain dialects or is it more... You know, is there content out there where people just speak these dialects, or is it more of a you go? There's there something like some oh, some okay. of the dialects or regional languages, if you will, are a little mm. bit more ha have a little bit more, uh, I don't know, culture to them. I mean, they have mm. there's you know, historically there has been like music and literature, right. or sometimes even TV shows. Um, there's a there have been a couple popular TV shows in Napoletano or Neapolitan. So, uh, and and one of them has been popular has has become popular in the U.S. I believe, which is My Brilliant Friend, um, which is a co-production between our main uh, state TV show and HBO. So, no. and that's that's uh, almost entirely in, in the Neapolitan dialect or language um What, what's it called did you say my in english friend? it's called my brilliant friend my in brilliant italian friend. it's okay. l'amica l'amica geniale okay and uh so so yeah but not that much in general like there's not that much content and it's something that i'm always a little bit sad about like i wish there was more content in in our regional languages dialects you know i, I always don't know what to call them because You know, there's this idea outside of Italy that, you know, these languages, because we call them dialects, dialetti, they're like, uh, they're like, they derive from Italian, which isn't the case. It's like their sister languages, they're developed uh, independently. But yeah, there's not that much content. Um, I wish there was, maybe on Link even, that would be 
that would be cool but yeah so um, you know it, it's like a little bit it's like in spanish they have they have you know all these regional languages they have catalan and right. but but the difference is they they um, they defend their regional languages even legally like they have a legal status that yeah. we that italian dialects don't have and also they they they're how would you say that in english they're in higher regard or they mm. yeah they have more status well, they have more status yeah, yeah exactly okay. and so mm. you will have university lectures in catalan but that does not happen in italy at all mm. like people will laugh at you if you suggested well maybe we could have you know university lessons or lectures in sicilian it's not oh, going to really? happen huh. so the, it's a very different status very different okay. sociolinguistic status i i guess so right. like, pe people think dialects or regional languages are you know you can use them only for if you're talking to family members or if you're i don't know with friends if you're doing something that's not formal But okay. but whenever you're going, you're doing something that's formal. You're going to use Italian, right. so that's and, and so that's the main difference. Okay, excellent. Um, so what um, I wanted to ask you about, you now have this podcast and and YouTube channel as your your full time gig, your full time job. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if that was always the plan. Um, but what would you say to any listeners? Because I know a lot of people these days are starting their own podcast or want to start their own podcast. Uh, do you have any advice for anyone listening who might think, I want to give this whole podcast thing a try? Sure. Well, I think you should first be a consumer of language learning content. Um, so you should see what, what other people are doing on YouTube or on on. on podcasts which i was doing a lot already when i started out my own project i was a fan of a couple language learning podcasts and and youtube channels um and then i don't know i think you should make content that's interesting that's the main that's the main thing it should be interesting it should be mm -hmm. i believe it should be in the language you're teaching so it shouldn't be in english but of course you know um not everyone will agree with that because there are channels that are entirely in english for learning x you know this mm -hmm. or the or that language but mm. so it should be interesting it should be in the language you're teaching um what else um having transcripts is something that is really important i think um and you know with the link of course you you know how important it, it is to have uh, a transcript of what you're listening to so at first it's not going to be um, the the most fun part of of the job like to transcribe what you're saying yeah. um, but that depends on whether you're Uh, you're talking off the cuff and then you're transcribing everything later or if you have a script. Mm -hmm. So that's something right. that um, if you have a script, of course, um, you don't have to transcribe everything, which is probably the worst part of... Uh, tedious, yeah. There are apps yeah, it's you the can most use tedious. these days, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah, but still, you, you still have to do yeah, some work to... Yeah. yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So what else? I don't. I think. I think it's something that. I mean that you can do. It's possible to do this as your as your job. Um, mm-hmm. Probably if something that helped me was to to teach as well um, to mm. teach Italian, which I did for and I'm, I'm still doing, but I'm doing less of it now. And it's going to be really useful uh, financially speaking because for some time. In my case, it was actually for 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 a couple of years. I I didn't really earn anything through my podcast, so my my mm. podcast was a financially viable a viable way of making a living. Mm. But I was I was teaching Italian on on Italki first, and then privately, and that was really helpful because if I even if I if I didn't have or although I didn't have that many followers or listeners. I still had you know, plenty of students who wanted to to work with me. So even if if you only have let's say a thousand people who listen to your podcast, but like I don't know one percent of 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 those people want to 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 practice the language you're teaching with you, that's still going to be like I think ten people, right? One percent is if it's if it's more that's than me. that if it's five percent it's 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 fifty people so that's a lot of people so even if you have a if you don't have a super super huge um audience you can still find a lot of people who want to to learn with you and and that's that's probably the easiest way uh, of you know making money i think uh with you know uh through like the the audience that you have built. I don't know if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So like sure. you you can have an audience, and then you can find people who want to be your clients. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, mm-hmm. and then of yeah. course you can find other ways of, of making, you know, make making money with with you know a podcast or a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's I I would say it's good to see what other people are doing, and um, but I think in the language learning industry, if you will it's it's easier to make this financially viable like to make you know podcasting or or video making um financially viable compared to other areas because you're you're making something that that people find useful that people find value in it's not like mm-hmm. if you have an entertainment podcast or if you're a gamer or something like that because like it's it's much harder to to get people to pay you for anything. Why would they pay you? There's so much entertainment yeah. already. Like there, there's Netflix. There's a million podcasts. There's books. There's there's so much stuff. But you know, in the language learning, in this niche of language learning content, I think you not know, what we do can be really valuable, especially if there's not much content already in in your language. Mm-hmm. So it can be really valuable, and then you can find different ways of monetizing that which is I, I don't love that word but it's what <laughs> yeah. it is well you know this we're all living capitalist societies so we need <laughs> yeah. to pay the bills so yeah, yeah yeah sure do it it's just i don't love do the word to monetize something i don't know <laughs> right. there's something dirty yeah. about that word but <laughs> i know what you mean i know what you mean yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. so what's in store for 
uh, the podcast and the YouTube channel moving forward for the next for the rest of the year? Do you have yeah, any plans? good question. Well, I I've never done any courses, which is something that's pretty popular among uh, language influencers. I guess that's what we're called. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been hearing that word thrown around lately, so I guess that's what you could call people like me. So yeah, <laughs> courses are a pretty popular thing, and I've never I've never made any courses, and I would like to to make one in the future. I have this idea of making a course about pronunciation which is something I'm interested in. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm still early in the process, so so I don't know how long it's going to take me. Probably a long time, longer than mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, they that's something do. I would like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's one thing. Actually, I don't know what else I, I want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on my YouTube channel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Maybe the, I would say the course. The course is something I would like to, you know, to work on. Excellent. Well, anyone who is interested in checking out your content, I'm going to pop the uh, link to your website, your podcast, and also your YouTube channel. So anyone learning Italian or interested in maybe starting to learn Italian, definitely check out Davide and we'll keep our eyes eyes peeled for your course your pronunciation course no pressure but <laughs> now you. that you've said well, it. <laughs> yeah well I've talked about it but you know you know talking about something and actually doing something is yes not the same thing <laughs> yeah two very different things for sure yeah well thank you so much for joining me today Davide it's been an thank you chat and um yeah best of luck with uh, podcast Italiano thank you thank you for having thank me you. thank you bye bye bye